Uh, when the great uh, mystic master Jalaleddin Rumi, who dies in Konya in 1273, was asked about uh, the reason why God had created the world, he said, God creating the world is like a woman on uh, the roof platform of a house throwing a little pebble, a little stone in the street. It's for people to look at her, not to look at the stone. And that's what the world is worth in the eyes of many Muslims. And even in the Quran, you have this idea that whatsoever is on this earth and more generally in the universe will one day disappear and be annihilated and only the face of God will remain. Which doesn't mean that God has created the heavens and the earth and whatever is in between them in vain or for play. And you can find in the Quran various narratives relating uh, the way the world was created in six days. For example, in the verses 54 of chapter 7 of the Quran, God who created the heavens and the earth in six days, and then he established himself on the throne. He draws the night as a veil over the day, each seeking the other in rapid succession. He created the sun, the moon, and the stars, all governed by laws under his command. It is, is it not his to create and to command? Blessed be God, the Lord of the universes. Many, interpreta many interpretations of this and similar verses are possible. Some philosophers, Muslim philosophers like Avicenna, had even no difficulty in speaking of an eternity of the world. And as uh, Dr. Solomon was saying, the world then is just contingent, he is eternal, but the relation with uh, God is like the relation between a key and the hand that turns it in the door. The key cannot turn by itself, even if the movement is eternal. And so creationism is in itself not a problem, and many interpretations are still possible today, as they were in the classical period of Islam in relation to what was the knowledge, the scientific knowledge of the day. And Sufis themselves, reading those verses at some point, were led to think that, in fact, this distinction between the world and God was not that important because there was nothing else but God. And if we exist, it is by him, because of him, and so we are essentially divine and we should lose this illusion we have of being something different from him. So you can realize then that many, very diverse are the interpretations in, of creation in medieval classical thought. The page of the Mus'haf, of the uh, copy of the Quran, which is exhibited next door, is very special about creation because the pages that was chosen is in fact the first verses of Surat al-Alaq the 96th chapter of the Quran. 
and it was chosen because it is considered by Muslims as the first verses that were revealed to the Prophet in 610 during one of his spiritual retreats in Mecca. And very strangely, and of, you have uh, the translation of those verses on the fourth page of the handout, uh, read, in the name of your Lord who created, he created man from a clinging mass or a clot. Read, and your Lord is the most generous, who taught by the pen, he taught men what he did not know. The narrative there is not cosmological. It's more embryological in some way. Which means that the first time God addresses humanity through Muhammad, it is man who is the focus. It is not the world as such. God is proclaimed the creator, but directly it is about man that creation is referred to. And this, I think, is not just by chance. It means that, in fact, creation does only make sense in some way because of man. And in those same verses, you have this idea that God not only creates mankind, but that he teaches man. Who read, and your Lord is the most generous, who taught by the pen, he taught man what he did not know. Which means that you can't just speak of creation without forgetting what will follow creation. What will follow creation is revelation. In some way, creation is only an opportunity for revelation. And Adam, the first man, is also the first prophet. Because there can't be any kind of humanity without prophethood. So revelation is in some way more important even than creation. And to look at God as being just the creator and forgetting that he is also the one who sends prophets is only having part of the picture. Which means that, in fact, there is a special relationship between God and humanity. And that the importance of man for God is beyond doubt. Man is not left alone in this world after having been created. Adam will be taught all the names. And so we realize that beyond creation, we have also to give importance to what is taught to us by God. Beyond creation, we have to look at ourselves as invited by God to follow the way of his prophets. And it is very strange that this first verse of the Quran revealed to Muhammad speaks of man already, not just about creation. And that the last word of the Quran, the last word of the last verse of chapter 114 of the Quran, will also be anas, men, people. Creation is about humanity. And so <clears throat> we have to take into consideration not just the, creation, the creatures of God, but also his commandments, his laws. This little clot that is referred to, this cling, 
being mass, which is referred to in those verses, is spoken to by God. It can look, it can seem to be very humble. It's almost nothing, it's not important. But it is a nothing who will be invited by God to follow his laws and to walk on his path. It is a nothing that will be invited to religion and which will be invited to ethics. And ethics then, what is taught to us by God, becomes, I think, the final focus of creation, and that is what is already alluded to from the beginning. Read, and your Lord is the most generous, who taught by the pen, who taught men what he did not know. Thank you.